as you all may know that uh, uh, most of the media in Cambodia are state control. The official normally just dictate to a reporter. And uh, the audience love me because I ask questions without fear. I challenge the uh, politician with fact. Uh, but at the same time, the government really hate me. They uh, target me personally. Just last year, when I uh, tried to get into a prison with a group of civil society and a position, a politician, they let me in because everybody know me uh, because of Facebook. Uh, so everybody know me. They let me in, but... Uh, uh, they didn't do anything. On the way out, they just asked me to sign a uh, name. And later on, they say I uh, sneak into the uh, prison and they issue arrest warrant against me. And I had to please the country. Vuthi Huat, talk show host and journalist for Radio Free Asia's Khmer Service, was one of several journalists who had to flee Cambodia as a result of that government's systematic dismantling of press freedoms. Even though the Constitution guarantees press freedom, the media are tightly controlled by the ruling party, making Cambodians among the 87% of the world's population that don't live in a free press environment. I'm Laurie Moy, and in this episode of Reaching the 87%, we take a look at Cambodia, just days before a national election and in the midst of a massive media crackdown. Over the past year, scores of radio stations have been shut down. Two prominent independent newspapers, the Cambodia Daily and the Phnom Penh Post, were either sold or closed. And Radio Free Asia, which has been operating in the country for more than 20 years, was forced to close its Phnom Penh Bureau and cease operations in the country. According to Reporters Without Borders, press freedom in Cambodia has dropped 10 points, one of the steepest declines in the region. Now, to be clear, there's little doubt who's going to win on Sunday. The Cambodian People's Party, or the CPP, led by Hun Sen, will remain in power. He's made sure of it. He's dissolved the main opposition party, he's increased its surveillance of citizens, and he's muzzled the press. But support for the CPP is declining, and that caught the attention of a young reporter in Washington, D.C. My name is uh, Soxrina Ten. I am a reporter and also international broadcaster for Voice of America Khmer Service. It's so important given what's happening, given the government unprecedented um, um, crackdown against critic and independent media. And as we can see in 2017, the, based on the commune election result, a lot of people voted against the ruling party, Cambodian People Party. So it got us um, to question, you know, uh, to reach a question why, you know, people started to change, why people voted for the opposition. It's it just a curiosity, why? And um, that's, that's how the project, you know, idea came about, combining the data of the election result that, um, you know, hoping to explain why people change their political support from the ruling party to the opposition party. It's it's a big project, but uh, we're hoping, at the end, we're hoping to paint, you know, a good picture of contemporary Cambodia, where it is now socially, economically, and politically. 
Smith, as she goes by, was part of a team of journalists who spent six months traveling around the country, speaking with Cambodians, especially in the rural areas, to find out what was behind the slip in support and to find out what was on the minds of everyday Cambodians. This was her first field assignment and her first time back to Cambodia as a reporter. Well, my innocent self would say, I would be nervous and scared, but um, I think my other like, strong self would be like, I can do this. The excitement and curiosity got me going crazy in the first place. Um, I had crazy notes and my mind is always on alert. And that was, that is, that was something, has always been something that I've been dreaming about because it's, it's, the situation was, was different uh, given what happening. Um, I, I was there from late December until mid-April and um, you know we have to use different approach. We cannot just like, hey, I'm a reporter from Voice of America. I want to talk to you. Can you share your story? No. People would be like, uh, no, no. So it took us um, you know, a lot of calls, a lot of casual conversation to build trust and uh, you know, relationship with them. A lot of time was spent building rapport, gaining trust, and also helping people understand how sharing their stories can help others. Stories like Two Cow Big Debt. Two Cows Big Debt is a piece that Nith filed about a family in the capital who are particularly vulnerable to Hun Sin's policies. Um, he is a construction worker. He's been a construction worker for eight years. His wife is a factory worker. So um, they actually working uh, in the industry that relies on uh, foreign investment. They took a loan. They are in debt to mm. the microfinance. They, both of them make, uh, including one of their daughter, um, who also works in a factory worker, um, every month they make around forty of uh, $400, and they give $370 to uh, the microfinance a month. Think about that. Yeah. So, you know, they are left with $30 and making, you know, just trying to make fan meets and... Um, um, when he responded to my question of if the sanction would happen, he 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 was like, you know, it's it's it. We would we would they will lose um you know their land and house because they have to use the land and the house for the collateral. This is when um you know I feel like I'm I'm telling you know a very powerful story of the impact of what the government is doing and the consequence of the government action that would impact um, you know um, the ordinary Cambodians who just trying to make their needs like being a construction worker or a factory workers and most of the time they don't know what's happening um, until we a reporter going ask question informing what's happening um, until then they starting to to be informed and asking question and start conversation among themselves. Stories like this are important because it helps people understand the impact of decisions that are made hundreds of thousands of miles away, made by politicians and people they've never heard of. But even more important, it lays the responsibility of these decisions at the feet of those in power. But important stories can be hard to tell, especially in Cambodia. Nith and the team were constantly monitored. Sometimes they would arrive in a community and word had already spread that they were coming. 
one source told Nith that they already knew she was in the area, what color car she was in, and who her driver was. Alfred's encounter in a different um, location was not as bad. They were just like um, taking a photograph and um, taking our names and they left um, without kind of like stop, stop, stop. Um, so we were able to continue doing work, um, but um, in a different part, um, uh, our, uh, another location, it was in the northern part of Cambodia, it's very close to the Thai border. Um, I think, you know, the former Khmer Rouge and the military is kind of strong, so they was kind of like, no, we shouldn't be here. And they follow us everywhere. And um, because when we were interviewing one of our um, subject, um, the, the farmer, he's young. Um, so the m military police was like, hey, stop the interview. If you want to ask the question, just give me the written question. I ignore him and I just stay away. I'm doing my job. And then um, my Sanadan and Chengpor, um, the two colleagues of us, um, they were trying to calm the military police um, uh, officer down. And um, it's, you know, they show up as two people and then 15 minutes 15 minute later, it's like four people. And then the rest of the time we spend with the community, like 12 or 15 of them. And it just, I, I did not want to lose that game. I did not want the police to intimidate my source. And if I'm being intimidated in front of the people I am interviewing, it's, it's, it's going to be a disaster. We, we're going to fail. And that's how I'm pushing. Like a lot of journalists I've met, she was more annoyed that her interview was interrupted than she was worried about her safety. We got to stick together. I think this, um, I would say, solidarity among our team is 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 strong, and that's motivated me to do a better job. I I can't just back down. Nith is fully aware of her unique position. Despite the harassment, she was able to move about the country and return to the U.S. to file her stories. She was able to do the job that she loves, while many of her colleagues have been forced out. The burden for those reporters still working in Cambodia can be heavy. I see some of my colleagues was kind of like, you know, um, not wanting to talk or socialize that much. And we know what's happening so much on their shoulder. And they, they wanted to do more. Um, but um, given the government crackdown, it couldn't done enough. They don't feel like they've done enough. So that's that's how most of uh, reporting in Cambodia are, are feeling. She's also aware of her responsibility. You know, all the time when my report is being broadcast on air, um, I knew that it's it's a very powerful one because, you know, Voice of America Khmer Survey has been in Cambodia, like, even before the war, even before the Khmer Rouge, and then um, it still is now today. And um, getting the facts right, um, you know, producing an independent, balanced, and straightforward news to inform the citizen is, you know, is our job. And um, um, people, you know, when a citizen are informed, you know, they start to ask some question about the world or even about Cambodia. Um, and when they start, you know, they begin to ask question, they, um, you know, um, the conversation start. Our journalism, independent media is changing dramatically, you know, in a very bad way because of the government crackdown. But 
VOA command service right now is standing there alone, and um, I think we take, you know, we we have a, a very big responsibility to keep, uh, you know, the citizen informed. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Nith and the team's extensive reporting made up a project called Cambodia Adrift, and it can be found on the Voice of America website. Though Radio Free Asia was forced to close its Phnom Penh Bureau, it continues reporting on the most important and censored issues and events inside the country, broadcasting and publishing its programs, reports, and content on shortwave radio, social media, and on its website. <laughs>